0: shroom for two episode 17 drafty birthday hey everybody welcome to another episode of shroom for two i'm taylor and i'm mike and happy season reset everybody and happy birthday to you mike and happy birthday to you taylor yeah, that's right. It's our it's our nondescript birthday week, everybody.
1: Yeah, and the game decided to celebrate by giving us an hour of downtime.
0: Yeah, during which we did not receive set 4, much to the chagrin of many people on the Reddit. I guess everybody wants to know when set 4 is coming out, but I feel like, you know, that boy has cried wolf many times, and uh I'm I'm just kind of remaining hopeful but not making any specific expectations. I don't know about you, Mike. I was really surprised at how much of a backlash a uh, game
1: downtime would create, because, you know, you and I remember the days of when, you know, the game that you played online would have to go down for maintenance every night. That's right. Where, like, hardware and data storage have advanced so much since then that, you know, the idea of a game having to ever stop running at, you know, regular capacity is just so foreign to people.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the maintenance was about. I mean, it seems like i i didn't catch this myself but it seems as though the um the daily challenge was bugged uh for a little while and and possibly that like the they queue up a number of daily challenges for for a few weeks and then once that once they're all done that like there's not one ready to go the next day and then maybe they have to do some kind of something in order to load the rest of them up this definitely felt like a patch for sorting
1: that difficulty out because uh we're recording this on Wednesday the 17th and A couple days ago, we got the weird daily challenge featuring Thinking Cap Boogaloo, which I didn't even realize at the time. But wait, that's not a thing
0: that can happen. Yeah. I remember um, during um, the event where they introduced Red Stinger, uh, the demo deck was uh, Red Stinger in Rose, uh, but Rose, of course, can't play Red Stinger. I think that had to do more with Rose being a Rose um, than... Some kind of weird bug. But uh, certainly I expected to be able to play Red Stinger and Rose after that and then was surprised that I couldn't. So, um, like we said, the season reset and we got our... We've uh, Got our on-center badges this
1: time. I'm uh, currently back up to rank 38. I've still been playing last week's uh, Spidow deck and it's still doing really well. So, yeah, like, try out a deck that's like 90% Guardian cards. Turns out
0: it does, <laughs>
1: does a pretty good job. And you're... You, you, you got bumped way down
0: except, right? I did i uh, yeah so I was um I was hoping to get out of gold before the season ended but I didn't manage to do that so I'm down in bronze league right now so my rank is a big old whopping five um, and so I feel slightly bummed about that um, but uh, I have a pretty good excuse though because um, I was traveling this past weekend and I uh, was at a con. Uh, if any uh, of our listeners are on the east coast of the United States, uh, certainly on the northern side, you might want to check out a con called Aresia uh, in Boston over Martin Luther King Day weekend. It's just a really cool uh, sci-fi fantasy gaming convention. Um, I go there every year. It's a great scene. Lots of fun people. Lots of cool people dressed up in costumes and stuff. And um, unfortunately, that took me away from doing a little bit of grinding on pvz heroes um and uh didn't manage to uh, to get up to diamond before the season was over but i got a uh, nice legendary out of my prize packs anyway i got a three-headed chomper which is a card i like and didn't get to play with very much and uh so now that i have two of them i'll probably be putting some more in the decks yeah i i used to live up in boston where arisha is and i went there a handful
1: of times and it is very much a super fun time but uh what's it like playing at rank five like are you running into the same, like, you know, level 21s and 30s as, like, people that, fur- that are further up on the ladder? Like, is, is it any different down there?
0: Um, well, right now I'm mostly getting uh, Bronze League players, but they all have the same badge as me. They all ended last season in gold, and so um, right now it seems as though I'm being matched up with people of my level which would imply that it is a pretty bottom-heavy distribution as far as who was playing on the ladder at any given time. Um, Because I've played, you know, probably six or seven games since the ladder reset, and they were all against players in my rank. So, like, it probably clumps up at different levels, you know, where there's, like, a whole bunch of people that are, like, in between 5 and 20, and then there's... A lot fewer people that are in between 20 and 30 and then you know so on up the line and so that once you start getting into the 20s and 30s you're playing against people at rank 50 just because there are so few people in the queue at any given time that's my theory at least i'm watching my friends list start to ladder and the of course the
1: winner of the budget tournament dad vader is already at rank 40 and i'm just <laughs> in, in awe at how quickly he's able to grind
0: yeah uh that guy certainly showed off some skills in the uh in the middle of the tournament there And let's show off
1: our skills with our next segment. It is Card of the Week time. And this week we have the return of the Energy Drink Zombie. It's a 2-mana beastly card. It's a a 1-attack, 1-health with Frenzy and... At the start of the trick phase, it gets one attack and one health bigger, and it moves to a random lane. This, uh, once again, was one of the first handful of event cards that came out, and it's back again, and what do you think about this, Taylor?
0: I think it is reasonable. It's a gourmet sports tribe, so, like, those are both relevant, and it's the sort of thing that I like. It's the sort of creature that I like because it wears buffs well, but it also doesn't really preventing itself from just getting killed by something so uh it makes for swingy games and is also never going to be so powerful that you can't just kill it um so i think that it it's a reasonable card to put into an aggressive deck given that they will often need to commit either one trick or two creatures to killing it because it's going to move out of the way by the time it starts to attack but um yeah i don't think that it's amazing but i think it's pretty strong
1: swingy is right that is definitely my impression of of it in the handful of decks i've tried it in it if you play it on turn two it's like flipping a essentially a three-sided coin and however that outcome determines like whichever lane the energy drink zombie gets into that'll tell a lot about how you're going to do like you don't know if it's going to just crash into the 2-2 chump the plant player plays, or if it's going to end up on the solar winds environment lane or, or whatever, because there are definitely some decks that can take this out very easily, like, you know, any kind of Kabloom hero can just kill, throw a berry blast at it and kill it no problem, but if left unchecked, this thing can take over a game, which is pretty cool, but it is so random. Like, that, that turn to three-sided coin toss
0: is just way too much variance for me to use it reliably. Yeah, it dies to pretty much every superpower. Um, and I think that that is probably the, the lowest case of value to get out of Energy Drink Zombie is to just. Have it walk into a spike weed? Well, certainly having it walk into a spike weed would suck a lot. Um, and so, like that, again, that's that's random enough that you can't really count on that happening. So, for example, if you if you know that there's a spike weed that's happening um, and uh, you don't want it to die, you play it on the spike weed so that it jumps off of it. But. Um, you know, a turn two energy drink zombie dies to every superpower that could possibly kill a zombie. So, minus one, minus one to the ground kills it. Anything that deals two or minus two, minus two kills it. So on down the line. So, it's the sort of thing that runs away with the game if there are other threats that the planet player has to deal with. So, if, for example, on turn three, the board was a 2-2... Two, two, energy drink zombie and a toxic waste imp the premier turn three move- removal spell for the plant player is the three mana hammer and they're only going to be able to hammer one of those things and so that's a classic like put them in a situation where they have no good options and energy drink zombie will get you a little bit of value if they pick the other thing that's um it's kind of like uh, black-eyed pea in that way. You know, if you've got black-eyed pea in another thing, they use a trick to kill your other thing, black-eyed pea gives you some value. And if not, your other thing survives. So Energy Drink Zombie is a role filler in that way, and um role fillers are good. They're like the kind of the meat and potatoes of of every reasonably good deck. There are some fun combinations
1: you can do with this. Like it is a very good target for secret agent, like being oh, yeah. able to recall it and turn it into a much bigger body starting off and still being pretty cheap. And, like, the idea of making a Frenzy deck is something that's very appealing to me because, like, I like cards like Maniacal Laugh and Ancient Vampire, but I haven't quite been able to make it work, but this would almost certainly be something very common in there. Like, this, like the idea of pairing this up with Ancient Vampire is really appealing to me, and I might go mess around with that later on.
0: Definitely. um, Yeah, One one of the things we like to do when we get these repeat event cards is talk about what... Has come out since they were first around that makes them better. And uh, Mike, you offhandedly mentioned solar winds um, in a in a comment uh, before, and this like really chews through a solar winds in a way that kind of nothing else really can. Um, and so I think that that's pretty cool. Um, I think it's also important to not lose sight of the fact that this is a sports zombie, and so you know, turn two or three, this uh, probably three, um, into turn four, coach. Um, means you're going to get another activation out of it and it's going to be immune. Um, and so like this, this also plays well into the sports strategy because you've got all the buffs from the hardy class and you've got the ability to just make your board bigger and to to have an early game advantage snowball into the mid game and cause you to win. Um, that's what an unchecked energy drink zombie is enabling you to do. And the sports class provides you a lot of tools to make that happen.
1: Yeah, and uh, some of those cards have gotten stronger since Energy Drink Zombie was the a thing back in the day. And uh, another source of immune, Escape Through Time, is a really good cover on this, like being able to help it survive that extra turn and soak up that damage and let it grow an extra attack and strength bigger and move somewhere else
0: can help keep it alive for a lot longer. For as long as we've got with uh, Escape Through Time costing 1 instead of 2, that is going to be a strong combo with Energy Drink Zombie for sure. That's pretty much all I have to say about it.
1: Is there anything else that moves to a random lane?
0: Oh,
1: um yeah, the, the raspberry.
0: Yeah, the the raspberry does um I don't think anything else. Oh, the, the, the Freddy cat. Freddy cat, uh, gondola and the chickens. And the chickens, yeah. Okay, so yeah, a bunch of stuff does. Um is the chicken uh, sneak chicken is a sneaky card, right? Yeah, both of them. Yeah, so I, I guess maybe this is kind of a a color pie bleed of um, of beastly moving at random in a way that it doesn't normally do
1: yeah that that seems like a good uh, summary of it like event cards especially early on were all about that very gentle bleeding of the color pie yeah
0: that's right this is definitely one of the first ones I mean this this came out it was this in Gargologist around this time last year yeah. um, and so yeah that would have been you know the fourth or fifth one I think all right so here is a new segment on uh, Shroom for two we're getting ready to do our second episode where we play a bunch of recorded matches against each other probably next week or the week after and we've decided that what we want to do is to draft deck archetypes and then build them into decks of our own design and then pit them against each other Uh, So you'll see in the show notes that we've got a list of nine plant decks and nine zombie decks. And uh, Mike and I are going to play a best three out of five. So we're going to pick two plant decks and two zombie decks and um, take them away and tinker with them a little bit. Probably play them on the ladder um, and then come back and not having shown them to the other one, uh, play some games just like we did last time.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about this and hope that it is as fun as we think about it in our heads when we think about, oh, man, it's time to plan the, the battle episode segment and do the draft and, and all that. Like, we're both very excited to finally get this out in front of people who can hear it.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that episode was a lot of fun. It was it was cool to play while talking over a Skype conversation, um, you know, and I think that, um, like, in-game commentary is kind of a different vehicle for us talking about all the cool stuff about this game, then you know, just kind of sitting here yakking away. Uh, so one other thing to mention before we start, we've also got a list of banned cards, and just because you know there are a lot of really good cards in the meta right now, and you know, part of what this would allow us to do is to not go up against a bunch of people who are going to be uh, wrecking us with quick draw con man uh, for a little while. So we've got a handful of banned cards that we're not allowed to put in decks. Uh, So, notably among them, Zomblob, Quickdraw Conman, Kitchen Sink Zombie, Teleportation Zombie, that stuff, I think that we just don't want to see, and I'm certainly willing to commit to not putting in my deck. Yeah, I'm totally
1: fine with taking
0: a couple of the most powerful toys
1: off the table, and we uh, we both went through all the plant cards and saw, okay, is there anything on the plant side that sticks out, like a Conman or a Teleportation Zombie? And no, so, open season on plants, and... Only a couple of the strong zombies taken
0: away, but still plenty to work with. Yeah, I agree with that. Pretty much everything on the plant side seems fair enough. You know, um, now that nobody has Click P to complain about, um, I think that uh, by and large the plant side is pretty fair. So, Mike, you are a few days older than me, so why don't you get first pick? Alrighty, I will,
1: and I'm going to take uh, Doctor Space Time decks. I'll do a zombie Doctor Space Time as my first draft pick.
0: Okay. Uh, and what makes you want to pick that?
1: Well, um, I have a couple of versions of it I'm already familiar with, and I was definitely more excited about plant decks to work on coming into this, and so I wanted to grab a good zombie deck while everything was still on the board, and that's a, a kind of deck I'm already, I am already know how to play well.
0: Definitely. Certainly very strong, and there are a number of angles uh, to, to be taken with it. Um, you know, I wonder if... It's going to end up as, you know, some kind of Stompadon shenanigans or, or something different than that. Um, certainly, there are a lot of ways to to take it that are very have a lot of game against what plants are able to do. Do you want to add Stompadon to the ban
1: list in this last moment while we still have a chance?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that Stompadon, Stompadon is pushed really hard, but it doesn't feel yeah. unfair. And, you know, like, if I really feel like I'm going to be soft to Stompadon, I'll just put Doomshroom in my deck. So uh, I am going to pick, for my first pick, Mushrooms. Okay. Um, so the reason that I am going to pick Mushrooms is because I really liked the, the breakdown that Sora F and company did of the Cycle Cap deck on the Reddit uh, about a month ago. And um, while I don't think I'm going to play that particular deck... Those th- that thread really pointed out that Astroshroom has a lot of room to be built around, and that there's a lot of cool stuff going on with it. And so I am excited to sink my teeth into that. Um, I'm gonna grind up some stuff to get a full playset of Astroshrooms, and uh, I would like to see what I can do with that.
1: All right, I look forward to it too. And with uh, with mushrooms, there's definitely also a lot of different classes you can take it with.
0: Yeah, I um we we have a uh, agro here like with a question mark on the list itself and i don't know how aggro it would end up being um but i think that certainly it could be aggro or mid-range probably not control so much and i'm um that's one of the reasons why i'm excited to build around it because i want to see what the best version is
1: and now are we doing a snake draft or a non-Snake Draft?
0: Uh, with only two people, Snake Draft kind of doesn't really work, um, so uh, I think, why don't you just go again? Why don't you, why don't we, we'll alternate Plants and Zombies, how about? Okay. So you pick So you pick a Plant deck this time.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna take the Chompzilla OTK, because I was excited enough to add it to the list of deck archetypes, and okay. I think it is something that's been given some really helpful tools and...
0: I want a little bit of a platform to show off my spin on it. Yeah, we talked about that around the time when Colossal Fossils came out, when Magnifying Grass went from 4 to 3. Yeah, I, I made a version of it, but only messed with it for a, a couple of
1: days because there were so many different other decks I could make. But there's something there for it. It's a it's a real archetype, and
0: I look forward to playing around with it. Definitely. it's It seems like one of the better vehicles to have an OTK deck in. Like, one of the things that allows people to beat Zomblob is that like Zomblob does require a combo it's not super hard to set up but Zomblob does require a combo and if the pieces fail to come together you know you have to play your if you have to play your Zomblob during your your main phase um they can just block it or and or kill it whereas magnifying grass all you have to do is wait and then immediately jam the the tricks
1: oh speaking of otk i have to tell you about something that happened to me today oh sure So I was playing Captain Combustible uh, because he's my 10x for the week, and I I, I got a repeat moss one-turn kill on somebody pretty late in the game, and I, I had something happen to me that's never happened before. But it did happen to me a decent amount in the Hearthstone days, where you get friend added by somebody just so they can chew you out for being lucky
0: or Oh, whatever. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this Definitely. is the,
1: the first time it's happened to me in PvZ Heroes, but I, I couldn't really get a chance to read and comprehend what they sent to me, because they immediately, like, blocked me right afterwards, so I couldn't even pull up the message anymore. <laughs> but it was something about, you know, this sort of thing might be okay on AI, but, and then I couldn't even see the rest before it was gone. So if you do that out there, you know, make sure you're friends for them for long enough for them to re-edit. Or also, maybe just don't do that. Alternatively, don't do that. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, but uh, oh, well, saying sorry. OTK just reminded me of that story. But uh, back to the draft.
0: Um, okay. So it is now time for me to take my first zombie deck, and I am going to pick Gargologist. Ooh, good um, pull. Perennial favorite of ours on the show, Um I've got Gargologist on the mind lately because it was just the event card. There are some pretty cool uh, Gargantuars that I would like to give it a shot with. I've never really seen what it can do uh, in conjunction with, like, Gas Giant. You know, maybe you could turbo out some kind of Gas Giant, deal damage to the board, and get value combo, or, you know, um, maybe you even uh, go into the Smash and, like, try to try to get, like, a Zombot 1000 out. Um, there's, like, I think definitely a lot of stuff that Gargologist can do besides just turboing at a defensive end. Not that I won't be having defensive end in that deck, I'm almost sure. But that um, that's a fun build around me that I think has some pretty high upside, and so I want to take it.
1: I've been playing around a little bit with uh, Gargologist Z-Mech, and, yeah, there's something there to it. And now I'm going to go for my second zombie pick, and... I'll take uh I'll take science. um okay. make make me a science deck. And not a forty card brainy science deck this time. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's you know, tried and true, one of the longest one of the older strategies and definitely has a lot of very strong creatures and fun extra bonus deck things even without Kitchen Sink and Zomblob, there's still plenty of heavy hitters available.
0: Yeah, I think um a lot of small packages of cards go well in the science set so you know a deck that has mad chemist and cosmic scientist and electrician and whatnot um can support a lot of other sub strategies to to be carried by the consistency of the science cards um and so i think that um it's a very versatile platform on which to build a cool deck um and um I think that it will be hard for me to metagame against whatever your science deck ends up being because it could really be anything. Uh, so good pick on that. Um, I am... Hmm, uh, it's time for my second plant deck, and the easy answer for me to pick is Piconolith, And I. Uh, that would feel like I'd be, I'd be taking the easy way out, um, but I also think that... Piconolith is just one of those really cool things that I could just do something super weird with um, and so I think I'm going to have to take Picanolith.
1: The, the classes I'm thinking about right now for my decks, neither of them involve hardy class so it's not like you have to worry about rolling stone. Okay. And I don't think saying that out loud is going to make me change my strategy either.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you're certainly free to try to pull as many fast ones on me as you like. Um, I'll certainly be paying a little bit more attention this time. I won't be punting the game away uh, <laughs> like I did in our previous battle royale, cheese. My
1: turn for plant deck number two, and hmm, I'll take control ramp because there's a ramping okay. deck I've been playing around with a little bit, and I want to see how it fares against you. Okay. Like there's lots of cool. I guess this is a very sun generating strategy between my two plant decks, but yeah, yeah. there's plenty of ramp generation out there, and lots of really cool, expensive high-end cards, and getting those out early is a good way to stave off zombies.
0: Yeah, it's certainly one of the cards I missed playing with the most during the budget tournament was Tactical Cuke. Uh, Tactical Cuke, I think, is one of the funnest cards in the entire game. Just, like, sitting there, wiping the board, and letting your Solar Winds just make a free Sunflower um, is just, feels real good, and um, I uh, it made me sad to not pick that, because Um, boy, oh, boy, do I love doing that. Um, okay. So I am going to, uh, for my final zombie deck, I'm going to eschew my favorite, uh, dancing strategy because I did it in the budget tournament. I'm instead going to go with Trickster. Oh, boy. Now, this, I think, will not end up being as unfair as it once was, especially given that, uh, teleportation zombie... Kitchen sink zombie and zomblob are all banned, so it's not going to be super degenerate. And I do only own two teleports, so it's not like it's going to just be exactly what you saw on the ladder. I think that uh, this is definitely a really fun archetype. I love to cast spells, and I love to, you know, just get value on behalf of casting spells and you know some kind of trick or treater trickster. I don't know, um, mad or um, the gravestone when it connects, get a random trick. You know that sort of thing I think is uh is very fun, and um I am sure I can build one that is not degenerate
1: yeah, you don't own zombology teacher right
0: I do not own zombology teacher that's another big one okay, so
1: I'm not like super concerned about this being like a like the fun fair kind of trickster deck that you sometimes see out there
0: yeah exactly the the mono uh mono busted cards trickster you know like and i mean who knows maybe by the time this uh this tournament takes place will be in the set four world and uh brain lane will only make two sun and leprechaun imp will only draw you one uh, pot of gold. So like, who knows? Maybe trickster will be further defanged. Maybe, but... maybe uh, I wouldn't count it. I'm, I'm going to be
1: running wing nuts just in case. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You do have uh two solar decks. Uh, so yeah, maybe that actually was kind of dumb of me, but we'll see. Yeah. I'll be out there to prove to everybody that thinks that Wingnut is busted. Wingnut is not busted. I will totally be able to beat Wingnut. Don't worry. All right. And uh, stay tuned for that
1: next week or maybe later this month. But, but yeah, coming soon. And it'll probably be like last time where we record a preamble and then link to the the playlist and then do a little post-game breakdown.
0: Yeah, so uh, if you had to pick one more thing from from either of the two lists... Uh, which thing are you sad you had to leave up leave on the table, Mike
1: uh probably Galactic cactus, which I kind of deliberately abstained from picking because I feel like so many of the decks that I make and share on the show are revolving around that same like twelve card archetype, and I wanted a little a little break from that
0: yeah i agree um i I was really excited about the idea of playing starch lord um because I think Starchlord is is one of those just like very solid, not busted, totally well-balanced cards that would make for interesting counterplay, especially in a deck, against a deck that's running removal or maybe trying to get to the late game doing something. I think that Starchlord is like a fun element in those kinds of games. And so I'm a bit bummed that I'm not going to get to do that here. But uh, I think that the stuff that I picked is going to be quite fun, and the stuff that you picked is going to be quite fun, and that we will end up making a cool tournament show for the listeners.
1: Do we want to roll the rest of this list over? Like, say, next time we do a deck, we draft from the same list, but we can't pick anything that's been taken before?
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, if Set 4 is out by then, then maybe, like, we'll we'll add a few new Build Around Me's or something like that, um, but that otherwise, like, you know, Dr. Space Time and... Um, Piconolith are are gone. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's
1: see what happens if we keep it like that. And also, I guess we can take suggestions from listeners of things they want to see on our big board by sending them to shroomfor podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, that's right. In fact, um, someone uh, did want to see more Dr. Spacetime uh, content in that thread. That thread where we I said, hey, what, what do you want us to build decks about? Um, someone brought up Dr. Spacetime as like something that we could do more with um, and so, uh, that person will be happy. All right. All right, everybody. Well, that's going to do it for Shroom for two episode 17. Thank you all for coming to listen to us one more time. Um, we are really excited about what this tournament thing is going to end up doing for the show. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be cool to have another, uh, episode like that out in the thing. Um, and, uh, something else I wanted to mention, I, uh, decided to look at iTunes to see what our, uh, podcast rating was like uh and we have a 5.0 rating on oh iTunes. right yes that is pretty sweet and i am really glad that uh people aren't going into there to just like say mean things and be mean about it uh so i'm really glad that uh some people are out there rating us on itunes that's like every podcaster says that's really important to get it in front of people i don't know how they know that but I really would like it if people kept doing that. Um, we don't have any written reviews. We've only got ratings. Uh, so please go out there leave a review. If you've got something that you'd like to change, uh, send it to shroomfor2podcast.gmail.com. We're always open to suggestions. Listener mail as well. We've, uh, we're building up a, a nice uh, bucket of listener mail to to do in an episode or two sometime in the near future. Um, so, yeah, just please rate, review. Tell us what you want to hear.
1: I'm very thrilled to hear that news. Like I, I feel like the Uber driver who's not going to get fired. Yeah, exactly. Very confidence-building, knowing that this podcast we're putting out there into the ether is being received well by our listeners. And we're glad that you join us every week, listening to us talk about this weird card game and... If the game itself isn't going to give us new ways to compete against each other,s <laughs> then we'll just have to go and make our own and have a blast doing it.
0: Uh, yeah, let me look uh, Shroom Four Two. There was like something that I'd never because I don't use the Apple Podcast app. I use an app called Overcast, which I really like. But uh, yeah, five point oh five ratings. It says best of the podcast. Like it, it highlights two episodes that are like allegedly the best ones, um, according to something probably by like number of. RSS downloads, and um, those ones are Episode 6, uh, which is No Brainy November, um, and then Episode 10, which was the hyperzombometric Calculator, uh, the first one where we did um, the lightning round and did the uh, leaked set for Legends, which I don't even remember what they are now, and uh, yeah, so I'm glad that people are into the show, and I hope that we can keep doing this for you guys for a long time.
1: I never would have guessed that those two would have been the best of episodes. Like, I, I don't, I don't sure. know how many guesses it would have taken to land to that, but yeah, I, I guess that's that's what we're doing now.
0: Sure. I mean, I, I wonder, you know, how uh, how robust that that is, like algorithmically. You know, like if that there's if you have ten shows with ten downloads and then two shows with eleven downloads, it probably picks the ones with eleven. Um, but that's not really statistically significant. You know what I mean? Like maybe one guy just like didn't listen to the podcast that week. And uh, Or it's downloaded it twice or something like that, you know what I mean? Or it's being um,
1: streamed by one, like one of those weird in-browser things where they treat streaming an episode like downloading each second of it really rapidly.
0: Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. So I'm I'm certainly not asking anybody to juice our numbers by uh, spuriously downloading our show a bunch. Um, but I definitely would like uh, for you to leave uh, rating review and so on. Uh, certainly feedback in that Reddit thread, I'll link to that one more time and uh shroom for two podcast at gmail.com is where we'll hear anything you have to say so yeah lay it on us uh and until next time i'm taylor and i'm mike all right cool
1: i wonder if unsubscribing and resubscribing actually affects the numbers at all probably not it, it's hard um, to tell because um this sports podcast i listen to pardon my take they like they pump that really hard is like a bit you know being like you know unsubscribe and resubscribe like 30 times you know like if you're in an apple store and they have demo ipods that would subscribe to our <laughs> podcast on those and all of that and they're really high rated so i'm wondering if there's like was any actual like impact to something being able good. to juice the numbers like that
0: well hell i i saw um i saw a thing that was like i don't know if it was a mall or like an arcade or something but it was this it was this thing that looked like an arcade cabinet in russia and it you could insert a credit card um and you could give it a instagram oh uh, yeah i saw this and you you could like pay for people for like bots to like your instagram posts which is which is just ridiculous it was it was like you pay a dollar or whatever and you get a thousand yeah likes on an instagram post i I, I both love and hate it yeah exactly it is it is it is peak russia internet Yeah, that's, I mean, it is, it's certainly a microcosm of, like, a really dumb version of the thing that we're all kind of worried about right now, Um, and so uh, it it was that unique combination of, like, heartwarming and unsettling um, that uh, seems to describe so much of the internet in The Year of Our Lord 2018. Yeah.